Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. Thank you so much for tuning back in to our second feature of 2020. Hope you enjoyed the episode with KFC's Andrea Zemensky earlier this week. And I can't wait to get the rest of 2020 to you. Before I do that, if you've never listened to this show before, it's a podcast that dives into how some of the most innovative and interesting companies in the world today are properly mobilizing their masses to become more authentic. How are they capturing their genuine experiences and funneling them back into their own communities to, as the namesake of the show goes, extend the authentic influence they wield? And while you might not have heard one of these episodes before, here's some reviews from two people who did. I just got these messages just this week. First, Rich, who says, Adam, big fan of your podcast, and that in particular, the interviews with Jill Baskin and Dustin Cohn were top-notch. They're from Hershey and Goldman Sachs, respectively. You can go back and check those out from previous episodes, as well as Mark, who writes, Adam, just wanted to reach out and say I really appreciate the work you're doing. Several of your listeners are people like me, someone looking for insight on how I can improve my own marketing mindset, and went on to say how much they appreciated our conversation with Adam Bridegan from Roan. So thank you both, Mark and Rich, for that. But now into the meat of today's conversation. I'm on with an organization called Primary, and their co-founders, Christina Carbonell and Galen Bernard. Their focus is on creating clothing for children, specifically clothing which is both of high quality as well as simple and reasonably priced. And while I personally do not have the experience of a mother going shopping for clothes for their child, Christina and Galen did and took their experiences to turn them into a direct-to-consumer brand to tackle the problem of why can't I just find that same blue shirt that I had last year? So we talk a lot about how they tap into those experiences, for me, almost nostalgic experiences of having those clothes and buying them, as well as what they plan to do for the brand in the future. But I really want you to listen into this because this is a story of two founders who took a real experience, a real authentic moment from them that they experienced over and over again, and were able to turn it into a business, and how they are, in turn, taking those same moments that mothers experience all over the world and leveraging them to create a more holistic, authentic story. That's what I really enjoyed about this conversation, and I hope you do too. And of course, we cover all the tried and true topics that we normally do here on the show, including advice on how you can become a more authentic marketer. But I'll get out of the way and let them tell you that. For now, and without further ado, from Primary, this is Galen Bernard and Christina Carbonell. All right, everybody, I am here with the co-founders of Primary. Thanks so much for coming on. And actually, I'm going to have you introduce yourselves before we dive straight into it. Thanks so much for having us. Um, this is Galen Bernard, uh, co-founder and co-CEO. And I'm Christina Carbonell, co-founder and co-CEO also. So co-founders and co-CEOs. I haven't actually heard that too often. How'd you come about to make that decision to uh, do co-CEOs as opposed to two different C executives? And this is purely curious. Well, it seemed natural for us. We had worked so closely together uh, for over four years at our previous company, Diapers.com, um, and just our true partners in you know both launching and running the business. And so it felt um, like the right structure for us. Um, and then within that, we both you know sort of spend more time in different functional areas. So Christina spends more time um, on the marketing side, and I spend more time on the clothing product side, um, but very much partner 
partner on, you know, sort of all the strategic decisions uh, for the overall company. And so far, it's worked well. Got it. Well, makes sense. And if true true partner sounds like uh, you're, you're moving forward cohesively and strongly, especially in this space. Now, I have not probably fit the demo for primary.com in many, many years. But from what I can glean, you're doing a heck of a lot from uh, children who are newborn all the way to 12, it seems. But I want to hear it from you. Could you describe a little bit at the core of what makes primary tick? What are you all about? Um, for us, it really is all about kids. Um, that's definitely, you know, what we were most excited about for sure. We both have two kids. The inspiration from primary came very much from our experience shopping for their clothes. Um, and so that's sort of where it started. Um, I think the other piece of it that's really critical is that um, this company is very much grounded and has been since inception um, in inclusivity um, as a mission, um, wanting to be a brand that stood for all kids. Um, and that um, in, in large part comes with a few things that we that we don't do. Um, we don't have boys and girls sections on the site, which means that we're not prescriptive about who should buy what and boys should wear blue and girls should wear pink. Um, but also really, um, you know, we've been since the beginning very um, serious about simplicity. And so we don't have logos and slogans and sequins. And as in part, as part of our mission around inclusivity, you know, really have a goal of leveling the playing field for all kids. Um, and so the simplicity, you know, piece goes very much with that. Got it. So the branding is kind of not to have a brand as in like not, and not, not, not have a brand. I'll have to rephrase because when I think of clothes and maybe this is just my entrenched thinking and this is certainly what you're probably disrupting. But if I see somebody with a shirt on specifically like what is meant to be a nice shirt, typically there's like a little logo right on the where the pocket might be. But that's not what that's not the deal here. That's right. We are definitely doing a lot of things differently. And I think it's because we are parents first uh, and not accepting all of the conventional wisdom within the clothing or kids clothing industry. When we looked at it as parents and also through the lens of our last company, diapers.com, where we were just trying to create a solution for busy parents, we just felt like the kids clothing market is way too overcomplicated in lots of ways, including the fact that the clothing itself is just covered in logos, slogans, sequins, you know, over embellishments in ways that not everything needs to be that way. And we felt strongly that we could create uh, clothing that was rooted in a simple aesthetic, um, classic, um, really well designed, so a high quality level, but at an accessible price point, um, where it's really just all about comfort, color, uh, and you know styles that never go out of style, and that these would be elemental pieces that every kid needs. And you can wear them any way you want and never go wrong. And, um, you know, we sometimes refer to ourselves as at least aspiring to be like the Crayola or the Lego of kids clothing. Uh, and that is really how we feel. And that is how customers shop our clothing in a way that we think is really um, exciting and different than what everybody else in the industry is doing. Yeah, that idea of simplicity is really important. And it almost, you know, the funny thing that it, you, you had me thinking about with Crayola and Lego, it has transcended its category. Right. To the point where even the product which is similar to it but not it just still get called still gets called a, a Lego. You know, it's kinda like a Kleenex, right? Yeah. 
You know, the competitor's tissue gets called a Kleenex. And it's potentially, I would assume, where this could go as well. But that idea of simplicity and, 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 the, and the beauty in that and the strength as a brand to stand against that is great. If I could, I want to get to another icity. And I, would just, I want to just level set here with you for what authenticity means to the brand. I think you've covered a little bit about that just now, but I know that uh, you are I- embracing the the journey as mothers shopping for children. And I can see even if you go to the, your team page, authenticity, get, getting into the mind of a child, you have your, your photos of yourself as children on the leadership uh, on the leadership page. I thought that was great. Um, so if we could just for a second, I would love to know what authenticity means to you. Well, to us, uh, you know, we started primary authentically from our own personal experience and the questions we were authentically asking ourselves about the kids' clothing industry and why the experience was what it was, shopping for our own kids' clothes. And that included questions like, you know, why do I have to reinvent the wheel every time my kids' clothes get too small? Why can't I rebuy my favorite kids' leggings and and can't because this year they have like some new embellishment on them? Um Things like, why do any kid's clothing have a dry cleaning label? Uh, And also, why are kids' clothes so gender prescriptive? Why do you still walk into a store today and see pink and princesses and unicorns on one side and blue and red and fire trucks on the other? None of this made sense to us authentically as, as parents. And we felt like there was just a way to do it differently through a different lens than the rest of the industry. And so we have approached primary, um, with that in mind to really just create a brand that means something to us and that we think will mean something to other parents that has values behind it that, that do authentically matter to us. Um, and, you know, simplicity is one of them, but so is inclusivity uh, and making this uh, a brand that isn't prescriptive um, and that lets kids be who they are um, and helps kids to be confident in who they are um, is just authentically what our true mission is. That's great to hear. And you know what, even as I hear you saying this, it reminds me of what it was like to I've said not not shop for clothes when I was young. My parents would shop for clothes for me, but what I imagine was my mother's journey in shopping for clothes for me. And the reason being, there was uh, always a, a a need and a desire, and especially especially around like holiday time and stuff like that. But to always have like a nice, simple, and in this case, it was like. Um, let's say it was like a black turtleneck or something like that. And there was, it was a struggle to have to go back and like try and find someone in a different size or find the same one that I got last year if this one was worn out or something like that. And you, you're just hitting it right on the head uh, because it's the exact experience that I know my mother had when she was shopping for clothes for me. Um, so that, it's just a funny, it's a, it's a funny parallel, but um, you know, I'm glad that you're taking it to heart and making a whole brand out of that idea um and, and inclusivity as well because i'll also freely admit that um you know when i was in school there were definitely kids who could who walked in with the the nicest newest looking you know things probably pretty pricey looking clothes and uh that just wasn't our that just wasn't our situation so to be able to have a, something like this uh probably would have been amazing back then um so so that's really great actually it's funny i just i'm I'm talking to you within the first like 10 minutes of talking to you. I'm thinking about like what it was like wearing clothes as a kid. It's great. <laughs> cool. it's well, great. a primary is timeless. So it's meant to be something that, you know, um, we all wish we had when we were kids and that makes sense now and it'll make sense decades from now. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. 
All right, that was a little personal tangent. Let, let, let's let's jump into this. And now the stories that are 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 told out of this, capturing this um, th- this this mentality, this uh, this aura of like simplicity and, and to, for me nostalgia around buying clothes. You have customers today who are getting that solution that my mother never had, and they are finding. Uh, clothes that that work that are that are clean that are simple that are um, that are stylish in that way brand, you know kind of brandless but not brandless and I'm wondering how it is that you're able to capture these stories because first of all some of the I'm sure most most organic and authentic and maybe raw moments of a, of a child is getting you getting your kid dressed up for you know I go back to the first day of school or a holiday or something like that but to do so with Primary's clothing, I imagine, is a great brand opportunity. So how are you capturing those moments today? The stories of our customers are something that we love to hear about the most. Um, and we hear a lot back from our customers directly, um, as well as through social media, which is a place uh, where we you know, initially um, talked about what we were doing and got a really strong reaction. So it's been awesome for us to really uh, hear how Primary fits into our customers' lives and also get amazing photos back from them as well. Um, and the stories are all, you know, are, are all so different and, and amazing in their own way. Um, you know, whether it's the comfort of our clothing and the fact that we don't have seams, um, you know, and tags that are bothersome for kids who have sensory sensitivities, which is a lot of kids, um, and how much that makes it easier to get dressed in the morning and just get out the door um, and keep their kids comfortable so they can do what they do. Um, or whether it's the colors that we offer, we have a huge rainbow of colors and kids have favorite colors um, and knowing that they can always come by their favorite at primary um, in lots of different clothes um, is just something super fun that people come to us for and talk to us about, especially around holidays. Um, another amazing example of, of stories that we get to hear is around Halloween. Um, we didn't anticipate it, but it turns out that our customers discovered Primary as a place to buy the basics to create DIY costumes for Halloween. Um, that was a super fun um, thing that we had no idea would happen with our business. Um, but now we have a whole platform of um, ideas and content around DIY costumes. We have a crafter on staff and a concierge service that will help you create uh, costume ideas with how-to instructions that use our clothes. Um, and it's and we get amazing uh, stories and pictures back from our customers around that time of year. Uh, and all of this, um, you know, we put back out to our audience um, in our social media, and people just love it. Yeah, that was going to be my next. Uh, that was going to be my next question, but I, I was struck first by the fact that you have a crafter now. now the, <laughs> this person is, is is so you have a team that is there for your customers to to come and basically say, "Hey, I'm going to do this DIY costume. Help me!" Or how exactly does that work? I've never heard of that before. That's exactly how that works. And again, this was not something that we had planned as part of the business, but in the first year, we realized people were doing it. So from there, we started to create a library of costume ideas. We have, I think, over 400 now, but we also have this concierge where you can contact us through email, call us, um, text um, with a request for a costume. And we will, if we don't already have it, put together uh, customized how-to instructions to create create the costume that you want using our clothes. Huh. That is interesting. And funny that it's the learning that you picked up. And because it, it doesn't, it, I mean, it frankly, it doesn't seem intuitive to me. I was like, oh, 
I wonder if they thought of that from the beginning. No, it couldn't have been. Oh, okay. So they got it from somebody who is, who had brought it up. And listening to your customers is always great. The other thing that struck me as you were saying that is um, everybody's got a favorite color and you, you can look by color. That's the first thing. That's one of the first things that I noticed when I was going through your stock as well. The first thing is like, okay, first thing you do is shop for a color. And I, weirdly, I saw that before I saw anything else. It's like, interesting. I haven't done that either. But as I was a kid, I'd love to because I'm sure and I'm sure when I have a family someday, I'm like, what do you want to wear today? And I, I'm sure they will say blue, you know, or something like that. Like, Great. <laughs> you know, what am I supposed to do with that? But this serves as a good solution. So that's that really that's really, really great. These stories then that you get, and you just said you got you got tons of great pictures and stories that you hear from people um, possibly who are using your crafters. How exactly are you going back and telling those stories to the broader market? I, you, you got to that right towards the end of that last answer, but I'd like you to expand a little bit because I'm curious. Sure. Well, the photographs themselves that we get of kids wearing our clothes throughout the year um, are something that we share back out through our social media on Facebook and Instagram. And people love it. People love to see kids and babies and um, love to see them, you know, doing all the things that they do uh, and wearing primary clothes. And one thing that we have found interesting is um, that People love to take photos, especially of their kids in primary clothes, because they aren't covered in logo slogans and sequences that distract from the kids themselves. And so the photos are amazing, uh, and we get to share them back out, and we get a ton of engagement uh, when we do that. Uh, so that's that's been um, you know super fun for us. Uh, and then for Halloween specifically, which is um, just a an extra fun time of year, we now do have this whole growing platform of content that has been fed by our community. And so when someone does request a costume idea and we create it for them, we share that back out with everyone. And so that's also been a way that we can take all the in, incoming ideas that we get and um, make it available to everyone. Right. So I'm going to talk about tactics for just a second, because you mentioned engagement. And I'm curious if you have ever done a comparison of like a photo that's submitted by a customer that you then push back out across social versus something else that you might do. It may be a more traditional type of advertising. Do you see that there tends to be a, a difference in the levels of engagement either gets? And what I'm really getting to here is, do you find that it's been more impactful to just share photos of customers as opposed to doing anything else? Or is there something else that surprised you there as you as you tested those methods out? I think that the approach of using user-generated, you know, content using our customers' photos um, compared to using our own photography, both have worked extremely well, um, and each works well in, you know, in in, in different situations. I think our customers, um, you know, they take amazing photos. It's real life. It is authentic. Um, they're creative, um, and so we get lots of different perspectives. And because Primary is very much about being an inclusive brand, we get to show that true inclusivity of our customer base in a way that is amazing for everybody to see. And so we do use those photos in our marketing a lot when we can, and um, and it works really well. Um, our own photography, um, we get to express our point of view. And an example of that is just around color. Color is a huge part of the primary brand. We have a huge range of color, and we use color in unexpected ways. And so we get to put that point of view sort of out there in the world in our photography that certain colors go together that you might not expect would um, and in a really fun way that also works really well. Gotcha. That makes total sense as well. So these customers that you're sharing their stories, they're submitting stories, they're working with your crafters. I'm going to go back to them because I'm curious, what are some of the ways in which you are able to, and, and I'm guessing crafting is a big way, um, 
are able to build sort of these one-to-one direct individual relationships with them because sure to uh, to bond through through colors and projects is one thing but to build a sort of long-term relationship with a customer and perhaps through this sort of authentic messaging is a build upon that i'm curious what are some of the ways that you're attempting to do that today Definitely. Well, our whole business model lends itself to a customer relationship different from others, uh, competitors in the category because our clothing is evergreen, meaning that we aren't changing it every five weeks. We're offering classic, timeless essentials, and you can actually rebuy them as your kids grow. And so that gives us an opportunity to talk to our customers about that, to learn and understand their preferences and play them back to them, and to remind them when it's time to size up, for example. And so um, there is the opportunity for us to try to be helpful to our customers um, in a way that is hard for everyone else to do because their assortment is changing all the time, um, and ours is more of a solution. Um, And so we definitely do that. Uh, And then, you know, holidays are big for us, um, partly because of color, um, you know, including the opportunity at Halloween around DIY costumes. And so more and more, we are trying to offer services around that. Um, The concierge service at Halloween is one example, but another that we have tested is around camp timing, heading into the summer, for example, where we similarly launched a concierge service where you could contact us, tell us about your camp needs, your camp list, and we would help you figure out uh, what primary could solve for you and put put it together for you. Uh, And so that was another example of us being able to have a one-on-one conversation with customers um, in a way that was hopefully helpful to them. And it also told us some things about what their needs were that could help inform what we develop in the future. Definitely. This whole this whole concierge driven relationship building is is great. I, I I don't know of anybody else that's really hitting it that hard because you know when I think of like a I'm using the word concierge I'm you know I think you might have said that but I'm thinking like hospitality industry you know I'm thinking like travel I'm thinking hotels I'm not thinking clothing so that is I, that's amazing that you guys had that learning truly I mean I've I've talked with plenty of folks in the in broadly in in apparel and i just hadn't heard that before so that's really interesting it um where do you where do you see the business going or leaning into that harder or do you see primary leaning into that harder and essentially i'm going to ask now like broadly what what do you see coming up for the brand over the next you know year or two or maybe five years if there's an outlook that goes that far i'm sure there is but how do you how, how do you plan to lean further into that customization and personalization as the brand continues to develop well, our vision for primary really hasn't changed you know, from the beginning. We want to be a solution for parents. Uh, we want to be an inclusive brand for all kids. Um, and we're just really continuing to try to do that better and better. And that includes expanding our assortment and offering more things. Um, we really want to offer the one best version of everything that a kid wears and to offer it an amazing color, an amazing pattern. Um, that's super fun to wear all together. And so we are expanding our assortment. Um, we, uh, have tried actually, uh, offering some adult clothing, which has been another interesting learning for us. Um, the number one thing that our customers have asked us for since we launched is to offer clothing for the parents too. And we weren't expecting that either. Um, and we are a kid's brand, um, but it became hard to ignore that request. And we have started to test offering some limited, um, clothing options for parents, not to go out and market to the world, but even just to um, let our customers buy when they're here shopping for their kids. 
Um, an example of that was Family PJs that we offered this holiday and they sold out in a matter of weeks. Yep, that's exactly the kind of thing I was thinking of. And I, you know, I keep going back to the occasion-based stuff with, with a holiday makes total sense, but I'm thinking like a, a Christmas card where everybody dresses in the same thing. I don't know. It's something like that where you don't have to be able to match your kids, but I'm sure they'd like you to, you know, things like that. And um, if you could fulfill both needs, that's great. That's a fun innovation. It's huge for us because color is huge for us. And matching is um, something that families are looking for. And they come to us definitely around holidays um, and, and, you know, situations where they want um, to take family photos and ensure that everybody, everybody does match. So that's, that's a super fun time for us as well. Totally. Interesting. Uh, and then other aspects of um, you know, what we see happening from here, uh, we certainly want to just continue to build on an experience that is super easy to shop. So we're always working on that. But when you know, primary sells um, directly on our website, primary.com, um, and pretty much exclusively. Uh, and so, um, and we expect to continue to do that. And again, want that to be the most amazing easy shopping experience that it can be. Um, but we are also interested in testing a primary retail store. And we are excited about the opportunity to bring the brand to life in a physical space, a place where people can touch and feel the product because when they do um, experience the softness of our fabrics and, and see how well designed our clothes are, um, you know, it, it is a, a game changer um, for people and a total no brainer. And so we're, we're really excited to, uh, in 2020, um, bring a first retail store to life for customers. So that's also on our roadmap. Yeah, that's really interesting. Where do you think that you'll be able to differentiate with that in-store retail experience um, compared to like the other players in the space? This is your first sort of tiptoe into there, so you, you kind of get a leg up almost. You can disrupt from the very beginning. So I'm curious, unless you can't talk about it, but I'm curious about what's planned for that. It's really early stages for us, but I don't know when the last time you were in a kids' clothing store, you know, may have been. But it, not very often, yeah. It's not. It's not a fun experience, I think, for anybody. Um, it's overwhelming. Stores are just jammed um, and disorganized, and um, and often just hard to shop and and not fun to shop. And I think um, another issue for us that relates to why we started the business is just how gender prescriptive we find that things are as well. Girls sections and boys sections um, with more, uh, you know, prescribing of color um, and, uh, you know, sayings like daddy's little princess on one side, mommy's little genius on the other, things like that, that to us um, just aren't relevant today. Uh, and so we are excited in many ways to create a different kind of um, physical shopping experience for kids clothes, one that doesn't have boys and girls sections and isn't gender prescriptive, one that is filled with beautiful color uh, in a really clean shopping experience that isn't overwhelming. Um, and with the opportunity also to access what we do sell online so that the store itself um, can be more of a showroom type experience where you can get to know the brand and the products that we offer, um, but also shop online. Got it. Well, it seems like a very exciting journey to be on um, and looking forward to hearing all the great things that happen in the beginning of that and with that retail store network. And, and hopefully you do bring a big exhale moment uh, to the shopping experience for their kids. I do want to close with a question about advice, because from our conversations, it seems mostly or largely through that direct one to one concierge type experience. And I keep going back to that. This is very premium. It's great. Um, what advice would you give 
to others who are maybe or founding their own brand or maybe they are working within a larger brand. Most people who listen to this show, they're marketers or they are learning the craft themselves and they want to learn how to build more authentic relationships. They're interested in learning how people tell more authentic stories. Uh, so what's some advice you might give those folks? Because clearly you're doing something right here and I'm sure you got plenty of wisdom. Absolutely. I mean, I think obviously part of it is just listening to your customers. Uh, and then when you have an opportunity, just being nimble about finding a way to try it, uh, not having to create the perfect full solution for it from the beginning. Um, we set up our concierge service, you know, for um, Halloween and we just hired one crafter and set up a phone number and, and just tried it to see what would happen. Um, and, and, you know, we, knew that if it became overwhelming, we might need to figure out how to quickly scale that up. But, you know, who knew what would happen? And it was just the kind of experience we wanted to be able to provide. So we just sort of turned it on um, and uh, and tested it. And I think that's what we would recommend to other people as well. Listen to your customers and find nimble ways to just try things uh, and and not feel like you have to create the entire solution at the beginning. To move nimbly, to learn along the way, and to listen, all very important. I can't thank you enough for telling me about the primary story today and, as always, how you're building relationships and sort of the plans going forward, too. For now, it was great to chat with you. Gail and Christina, thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much to Galen and Christina from Primary for joining the show today. Can't wait to see everything you have coming up, especially that dive into the retail space. A lot of direct companies doing it. I want to see how you make your splash. If you like this show, a couple things you can do to tell me about it. First off, stay subscribed wherever you listen. All right, Apple or Google or Spotify, wherever you want to listen, we're there. Also, LinkedIn, Authentic Influence Podcast. That's where all of our content goes. And what I've also started doing is every single day putting a clip from our most recent podcast on the show. So even if you don't have time to listen to the entire normally 25 or 30 minute show, you can listen to pieces of it about 60 seconds at a time. But again, by following that page, you can do that. Finally, you can connect with me personally on LinkedIn, Adam Connor. As you heard in the beginning of this episode, a few people are doing that and passing along kind words in that way, which obviously I appreciate. It really is my lifeblood. So thank you for doing that. And I would encourage you to do so if you feel so inclined. I'll be back again on Monday. You know the drill with another fantastic story about how another super innovative brand is becoming more authentic through mobilizing their masses. And until then, for Authentic Influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.